Hello and greetings. This is Chris Gillibout with Side Hustle School. Special extra episode for you today. This is our sixth extended cut. Now, the extended cut is a special episode I do just once a month to take a deep dive into a specific topic, usually as requested by you, or if not you personally, other listeners. Now, this one is a bit different because it wasn't specifically requested by you, the listeners, but I'm pretty sure it's something that a lot of listeners are going to be interested in. Now, first, just to recap, it's been 30 episodes since our last extended cut. We've had five of them so far. The first one was about the power of observation, how to spot and identify different hustle ideas. Second episode was called Nine Starter Platforms. That was about using sites like Etsy, which I'm going to talk about a bit more today, and also Fiverr, Upwork, some others, and how you can quickly get started with those platforms, even if you don't have a website. Now, having said that, I kept getting a lot of questions about starting a website or building your first website. So extended cut number three was about how to build a website in 90 minutes. Went through a pretty detailed plan with you about how you don't have to make things complicated. You can, in fact, get started in just that amount of time. The fourth one was called Simple Marketing Plan. Once again, in direct response to a lot of questions I received about marketing and how to get the word out. If you've made this product or service, well, how do people actually find out about it? That episode tells you exactly how to do it. And then the fifth one was about how to choose between different ideas. Because if you're like me, you often have a lot of ideas. And the problem isn't so much coming up with ideas, at least once you've acquired that power of observation, it's how do I know what to do next? And what should I choose to focus on using my limited time, trying to fit this into my busy life? Now, the links to all of those episodes are at sidehustleschool.com slash extended. And most of them have some pretty lengthy notes as well. It's a bit different than the normal show notes we use for each daily episode, like the build a website in 90 minutes episode that had something like 2000 or 3000 words as a written tutorial as well with lots of links to everything I discussed in the episode. So you might want to check some of those out. Once again, that's sidehustleschool.com slash extended. Now today is going to go behind the scenes of an Etsy shop whose full story I have coming up in a regular episode, I believe next week. But in that episode, I'll tell you a bit more about Jennifer, the person who started this Etsy shop, how it came to be, how she came to grow it so much. But in this extended cut, I want to do more of a case study of the Etsy shop itself, because it is a million dollar Etsy shop. It's bringing in a lot of money, and most Etsy shops don't do that. Now, not everyone's going to have a million dollar Etsy shop. Not everyone's going to sell something on Etsy. But whenever I see something like this, I always think it's interesting and more than interesting, it's fascinating. How does someone build this kind of business despite not having that kind of background? And despite the fact that most people who sell on sites like Etsy aren't really making much money at all? Or if they do make money, they make some money, but they're certainly not getting rich. Well, the goal of a side hustle is not always to get rich, of course. But I also think it's pretty cool when someone creates such a big success. So that's what we're going to look at today. And all the information for today's episode, including links as well, will be on that same webpage I just mentioned, sidehustleschool.com slash extended. And we'll jump right into that after this brief sponsor message. So the other day, I told you about Jennifer Brown, who started this business called Hangout Lighting. And like just about every business we feature on Side Hustle School, I use the word business, but she didn't really plan to start as a business. In that episode, I told you her origin story, which is simply about how she was into arts and crafts and she did all kinds of different projects. And when she found this website called Etsy, she thought, oh, maybe I'll try selling something on it. So it's very much a side hustle story. But now, as I mentioned in that episode, she does have employees. She has an actual storefront in Chicago, I believe, or at least a studio. And as you know from the title of this episode, she's bringing in something like a million dollars a year. I think the average income each month is around $70,000. But then she has some big holiday months as well. 
which pushes it into that seven-figure range. And the first thing to realize is that not all Etsy shops are created equal. There are pretty much three categories of people who sell on Etsy. There are hobbyists that don't really make any money, or if they do make money, it's a very small amount. There are hobbyists that make some money, and I featured a number of those on the show. And then there are people like Jennifer, professionals who make a lot of money using the platform. I don't know what it breaks down to percentage-wise, but it's probably safe to say that people like Jennifer are in at least the 95th percentile, if not higher. Most people selling on Etsy, which is known as the world's largest handcrafted marketplace, fit into those first two categories of hobbyists that don't make much money or hobbyists that make a small amount of money. So in these kind of situations, what you want to do is look and study what separates the shops that work from the ones that don't. And when I say work, in this case, I mean those that are profitable, those that are making a lot of money, seeing a lot of sales. And the fun thing is this is easy to do because so much of the data is public. Like there are obviously some proprietary details about Jennifer's business that we would only know from sitting down to talk with her. And of course, you'd have to be willing to share. But on a public platform like Etsy, you can see exactly how many items she sold. You can see the sales price they've sold for. You can look at all of her current listings. You can look at her past listings. And you can do this for anything that's out there. So you may not know exactly what her costs are, but you can certainly see what's appealing to people and what they're buying. And if you go back and look at the historical data, you can see how the business has evolved and grown over time. Now, this is an experiment you should definitely consider doing if you're trying to have some kind of shop like this of your own, or if you just want to have a blog of your own or some completely unrelated business. If there's any way to go back and look at historical information that's public for someone you want to emulate, not necessarily replicate exactly what they've done, because you are an original, of course, but you want to do something kind of like it. You too want to have a successful craft business, or you too want to have a successful blog, an affiliate side hustle, whatever your goal is. By looking at the publicly available data, you can often learn some important lessons. So Jen's Etsy shop is called Hangout Lighting. Let's take a look inside. So I went to look at the homepage for Hangout Lighting. Now Hangout Lighting has their own website, but we're focused on their Etsy store because Etsy is this huge marketplace that has a lot of buyers. And not surprisingly, Jennifer Brown has done a wonderful job with the shop. Now, if you want to see it for yourself, you can just go to etsy.com slash shop slash hangout lighting. Hangout lighting is just one word. Or if for some reason it doesn't come up, just search hangout lighting on etsy.com. And of course, I will link it up in the show notes as well. And when you go to that page, you can see everything that Jennifer sells. If you scroll down from the top to the bottom, you can see all of these different items. She does some really fun chandeliers, light clusters, light wraps, design your own lampshade things. I probably shouldn't call them things. That's not very specific. But the point is, you can see all of her different products there. I want to talk about her sales and reviews and her about page. But the very first thing I noticed is that these photos look really nice. And I have mentioned this before about sites like Etsy or eBay, or pretty much anything you're selling online, especially in a platform where other people are also selling something. Having really good photos is a must. When people are making a purchasing decision, and they don't know you, they're looking for a pendant light or whatever it is, you want yours to look great. And right from the beginning, as I would expect, I can see really good photos of all of Jennifer's stuff. And I mentioned that a lot of data is public on any kind of platform like Etsy. So Etsy uses a system called favorites, which are basically like likes on Facebook or somewhere else. And I can see that 14,000 people, more than 14,000 actually have favorited Hangout Lighting. So she has a lot of fans and admirers. And I don't know a lot about the Etsy algorithm, but I would imagine that when someone favorites a page or a vendor they're going to see more of that person's listings. So if you have a shop, you definitely want to encourage people to do that. Now, you can also see everything that has sold in the shop. And that is interesting because if you're trying to figure out something to do, you don't want to just look at what is for sale. You want to look at what has sold. 
if a seller has 10 different kinds of items for sale, for example, the odds are pretty high that some of those items are going to sell much more than others. So you want to see what is popular. You want to see what is selling the most. Now, conveniently, with Etsy and these other platforms, as I said, you can do that. So here I can see that Jennifer has sold more than 5,000 items. And if you click, you can see here's what all the items are that have sold. Here's the price that they sold for. And you might notice some trends when you do that. Or if you remember other stories I've done on people making different art projects and selling them, they probably learn at a certain point that people respond more to some things than to others. So the best thing to do in that scenario is to make more of those things. And that's exactly what Jennifer has done. Over time, you can see that her style has developed. It's very identifiable. Even if you look at this page of like 50 different items that are for sale, there's definitely a design voice or something else that's identifiable that you look and say, oh, that looks like Jennifer Brown. That looks like Hangout Lighting. And in fact, it is. Now, the other thing I want to mention is the about page for Hangout Lighting. I strongly believe that the about page is the most important page on your website. And for a listing site like Etsy, maybe it's not as important as the listing itself, but it's pretty important. Now, if you look at this page, you'll see this beautiful photo right at the top has all these light bulbs hanging from a rack, and she has added the text be unique to it. So she's kind of asserting her brand identity in this big marketplace where a lot of people are selling something that might be similar. She's kind of putting herself forward and saying, like, this is what we're all about. If you don't want to have something that looks like everyone else, well, that's why you're on Etsy in the first place, because you value handcrafted items. And if you're looking for a good lighting solution for your home, well, I have something to offer. And you should take a look at this. Now, speaking of the about page itself, it's more like an about section on Etsy. But if you scroll down, you'll notice that she tells a story. And here's how her story begins. It's titled Following Dreams. And she says, a childhood filled with arts and crafts was the beginning of my love for creating. Then what started as a small hobby called Stuff by Jen quickly grew into a small storefront with a few friends and now into a 4,500 square foot warehouse and an always growing team. We have an herb garden, a 3D printer, an ever-growing wood shop, and an endless supply of banana ice cream. And it goes on a bit, a couple more paragraphs. But basically, this is an origin story. This is kind of like who I was before, what I was interested in, how I followed my dream. It started small and look at us now. And even though we've grown a bit, we're still having fun. We have not only the 3D printer, we also have the endless supply of banana ice cream. And at the bottom, it says, we would love to build a custom chandelier for you. Any questions, just ask. So it's very approachable. It's functional. By the way, she's also kind of countering objections in this copy. Here's one. In the second paragraph, she says, need it quick? Our typical lead times are as short as three to five business days with rush options available. And I like that because when I look at her items, I think, wow, that's interesting, but it's handcrafted. Is it going to take three weeks to get to me? Maybe I don't have three weeks. So right on the about page, right in the center, it's kind of countering that objection or that concern and saying, actually, we can get it to you in three to five business days, maybe even sooner if you need it sooner. And if you have any questions, just ask. So this kind of writing style provides reassurance to someone who's browsing, someone who's kind of on the fence, who's like, I like the idea, but I'm not sure. Well, it just makes you feel right at home. It makes you feel very comfortable ordering from Hangout Lighting. So to wrap it up, I think Jen has followed this very wise formula. She's found a way to create something that's valuable, interesting, and useful, while also being very creative, being able to express herself, build something that matters to her. And she's evolved along the way. She's noticed what works and what doesn't. And instead of trying to fix what's not working, she focuses more, at least from what I can tell, on giving people what they want and making something fun that people are excited to have in their home or their office, getting great reviews. She has all these admirers on Etsy. You can see everything that's been sold and what people say about it. And we didn't talk much about her pricing, but these items are not cheap. They're not terribly expensive, but we're talking about chandeliers and light clusters. Some items are as low as $50 or $60, but it looks like the average sale is somewhere around two dollars or $300. 
And there's certainly other items that cost a lot more. So I think that's been a big part of being able to be so successful is selling an item that people expect to spend a bit of money on because it's going to be in their home or their office or whatever. It's a source of light, literally. And remember as well, if you've been listening and think, well, this is interesting for people who make artistic items, but that's not me. You can apply the same principle to all kinds of projects, especially online projects, where there is so much historical public data available. You always want to look and see what separates something that is successful from something that is not. Or of course, you can think of it in relative terms. What products sell the most? What services seem to be the most successful or the most in demand? Why are those different from all the others? And yes, of course, some data is not publicly available. But the point is, there is so much that is, it should help you make decisions. It should be enough to kind of nudge you along and give you an indicator of what might be good for you to focus on. I remember long, long, long ago when I was selling on eBay, I learned to do this because I would look at completed listings. Instead of searching active listings all the time, I would search completed listings for various categories or various items, and I would see what was most popular, what was getting the most bids, what was selling for the highest amount. Then when I would look for items to sell, I would base my search on what I had learned through that process of examination. And I'm sure you could do this in a very sophisticated way, but I am all about making things simple. So that's why I'm just showing you a very simple thing to do. If you get into it, of course, you can totally geek out and do much more. Well, I hope this was helpful to you. Let me know if it was. I was personally interested in this Etsy shop. That's why I wanted to look at it a bit more. But of course, I want to make sure that Sidusel School is helpful to you. So definitely let me know what we should focus on for future extended episodes, as well as pretty much everything. I'm excited. We're halfway through the year now. Got a big book launch coming up in the fall. I'll be out on the road. I hope to see you then. And whether I see you then or not, I hope to hear about your side hustle, about what you're making for yourself. Maybe you'll have your own million dollar Etsy shop at some point or something totally different that relates to your goals. Remember, as always, inspiration is good, but inspiration with action is better. I'll be cheering you on from afar. I'm Chris Gillibo. This is Side Hustle School. 